Welcome to another episode of Stories and Philosophies. I am Salam. So some of you may know that for my work, I do, I work with a team that takes care of housing, transportation, and climate issues. And one of the things that we talk about a lot is how do you create investments in a place without displacing people that are currently have currently called that place home. Because as you know, if you've studied any kind of colonial history or gentrification history of housing and place, you know that starting with colonization, we have this huge thing that happens whenever new populations come into a place, they displace the people who previously called that place home Um, and it's part of this wave of it's what some people consider to be like economic growth but economic growth that displaces people who are there so when you look at major places like san francisco new york um, there are lots of conversations right now that are topical around displacement um, and the housing crisis but that's because we've created a system that really stems in colonization where new people mostly white people coming to a place and you know buy out through like various economic tactics essentially kick out the people who previously called that place home and so in having those conversations one of the things that came up for me uh, that I realized when uh, one of our team members was presenting on displacement is that displacement is not just the forcing of people to leave. It is creating conditions around a particular place that is unfavorable for people to stay. So people, quote, voluntarily leave, but that's because of certain kinds of disinvestments and disrepair that has happened over time to their home to where like life doesn't, life isn't livable in the place that they once called home anymore. So when they shared, when my colleagues shared that descriptor of voluntary displacement, it really hit me because I realized that I am a displaced person. Um, Displaced for economic reasons, voluntary displacement. But I think a lot of what had to happen for my family to leave the place that we call home the most in Nigeria, um, the place that I haven't been back to in 10 years, which is the the village that I grew up in, and that is the place that feels the most home to me. So I don't live in the village where I'm from. I don't live in the city that I moved, that we, that I grew up in, um, Calabar. I don't live in Montgomery, Alabama, because I moved out to California for better opportunities. And I don't know how much longer California can stay home because it's just not a place where the conditions are favorable to me having a permanent home here, like housing prices and just the cost of living here. And so I've been thinking a lot about, okay, like with most of us being displaced with most of us not being able to call one place home 
what are the emotional ramifications and implications of that what is the restlessness that we feel around home around place making because there's so much uncertainty on where our next home could be or where our current home actually is i've been thinking a lot about making home out of yourself so that wherever you are you're always at home because even your community feels like a shaky thing i think a lot about the community that i painstakingly cultivated in calabar when i lived there and at 13.5 when we moved that community was no longer available to me and so something that felt so solid something that had taken me a really long time as a child to cultivate and to intentionally build for myself a community of people felt shaky and even as i've transitioned from living in Montgomery Alabama to living in California there are lots of relationships that i thought would go the long haul and they haven't and again in Montgomery i was a little bit less intentional but i still was able to cultivate a deep sense of community and so when community in itself isn't strong enough to be home what does that do for our collective experience of being human i think a lot of community that can't go away um and i think i've kind of always felt like family will always be there you know but as my relationship to my family changes as we're just all over the place and pursuing different interests and yeah not able to be part of each other's daily experience what is home and do i have what it takes within myself to cultivate home within myself so that wherever i am even if there's no one i'm always at home there's some some level of that that i think i'm beginning to cultivate but there's also some level of that that feels weird to me i like home in a place i like there's certain things that i enjoy that make me feel at home like books books make me feel at home the ability to just look around my space and see books comfort me and maybe that's related to a theme that has been present throughout the many places I've called home we've always had books and books have always bound and held my family together so maybe to some extent my love for books is not about the books themselves but about the de- the desire and the relationship that it evokes in me the reminder that there was a home those are my thoughts on home and it, they're kind of deep and not fully formed and more questions than answers but that's currently what i'm navigating around the idea and concept of how we make home out of places how we find home for ourselves Thank you.